My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment is in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Kind of an amazing phenomenon that pops up in the news from time to time. You'll see a headline that says something like, couple dies within minutes of each other after 50 plus years of marriage. I had remembered a, a specific instance of this that occurred some years ago that it was kind of amazing to see three stories pop up just from this year. In September, a couple from North Carolina married 48 years, died within four minutes of each other. Back in July, a couple from Texas married 53 years, died within 50 minutes of each other. And then back in April, a couple from Florida married 51 years, died six minutes apart. I never realized that this was something that happened with any type of regularity. But what triggered my internet searching was a story from a few years ago that had an interesting twist to it. Gordon and Norma Yeager, a couple who got engaged the day they graduated high school, were married back in 1939 and had been at each other's side ever since. News stories showed pictures of the couple that their children had shared from over the years. One showed Gordon fooling around like he was the life of the party while Norma was holding her hand up in the air, sort of waving him off as she was smiling. And the picture just seemed to be the perfect illustration of the two who their son Dennis described saying, they just loved being together. My dad would say, I can't go until she does because I have to stay here for her. And she would say the same thing. A few years ago, tragically, Gordon and Norma were involved in a car accident and they were rushed to the intensive care unit in the local hospital. When they had gotten to the emergency room, the, the doctors could tell quickly how serious their injuries were and that there wasn't a lot that they could do for them. So the hospital staff had put them together in this room together in the ICU. And by the time their children came in to visit their parents, there they were together, side by side, holding hands. Gordon passed away holding the hand of his bride of 72 years with the family that they had raised surrounding them at 3.38 in the afternoon, exactly one hour before Norma would pass. But before she died, something amazing occurred. Their son Dennis explained it was really strange. They were 
holding hands, and Dad stopped breathing, but I couldn't figure out what was going on because his heart monitor was still going. But we were like, he isn't breathing. How does he still have a heartbeat? And the nurse checked, and she said, they're holding hands, and it's going through them. Her heart was beating through him, and his monitor was picking it up. It seems too dramatic to be real, doesn't it? Almost sounds like a a scene from a movie, and all you need is Celine Dion singing a song in the background as the film rolls the end credits. Yet it was all true, and that image that after Gordon had passed away, they could still measure through the monitors her heart beating through him left this amazing illustration of the power of love, of authentic, genuine, sincere love, which is what is the heart of this gospel passage. For the last few Sundays at Mass, we've been hearing this this back and forth between Jesus and those who don't accept him. More than just disagreeing with him, they had said about trying to entrap him, accuse him, discount him, raise some more critics or opponents to him. So this passage we just heard picks up from all these ongoing debates. Today, this scholar comes forward and says, of all the laws that the Jews had, and they had a lot, not just the Ten Commandments, there were over 613 laws that could have been found in the first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah. Out of all of those, they asked, which is the most important? The reason that this was another trap was that a variety of Jewish leaders and teachers would all have a variety of different answers to that. Depending on how Jesus answered, he could be attacked, he could be mocked, he could lose followers with one answer or another. And just like we've heard these past few weeks with each of these backs and forths, Jesus speaks in such a, a clever way that his listeners weren't prepared for or even anticipating. On the surface, it seems like he's not answering by answering. But he doesn't choose one of the 613 they were expecting. Jesus answers by answering with what is called the Shema, which was one of the central prayers that Jews would have learned from their childhood. They would pray daily. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is reminding them and us that the foundation to the commandments and the laws is all about love. We're not asked to follow God's commands out of fear. We don't obey his laws because we're imagining some angry God just ready to punish us if we don't. We obey his laws, we follow his commands because that's the only thing we can offer him. The only thing God doesn't have is our obedience. There used to be those advertisements, what to get the guy who has everything. Well, God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, has everything he could ever have except for that one thing, our obedience. He gave us free will, taking the risk of our choosing or rejecting him. So in trying to give a gift to the God who has everything, the perfect gift we can offer God, is our obedience. So this isn't Jesus dismissing any of the laws or commandments with some warm, fuzzy, hippie-sounding, well, just love and everything is okay. 
God's law and his commandments are important. They mean something because there are ways of our expressing our love for him. It might sound strange because the word love has been misunderstood and even at times manipulated into a distortion of what it truly is. Some have misused saying love when what they mean is lusting after someone or using someone. Or they can distort it to fit dysfunctional or even abusive behaviors. Love is something that that costs something, that means something and demands something. It's more than a feeling. It's a, a choice. It's a decision. The story of Gordon and Norma gives this beautiful example of marital love of this husband and wife, not simply in that dramatic ending that brought them worldwide attention, but rather in the lives of, for 72 years, of a husband and wife who experienced all the ups and downs, the the trials and struggles, as well as all the joys and blessings they could have never imagined as two 18-year-olds out of high school. What made the end of their lives so dramatic was that it was a a perfect expression of what had been happening for all those years. They faced a trial together. They held one another's hands. And their love and their hearts beat through one another right to the end. For Christians, we see the perfect example of love and Jesus laying down his life for us on the cross. And when we lay down our desires and our wants and our needs, when we're willing to die to self for another, we replicate what Jesus has done. Whether it's as parents as they care for their child from changing diapers to sending them off to college and then helping to care for their children's children, or the husband and wife putting the other ahead of themselves. Or it could be something outside of family life. It could be the person who pours out their life and their resources and even risks the ridicule of the world in a variety of ways that can humble and inspire us. Just this past week, I heard from three former students, all just independent of each other, who are sharing how they're doing that in very humbling and inspirational ways. One's working with this group called Christ in the City, which is a a community of young people who live in a prayerful community and they serve the poor and the homeless in Denver. A second, a a missionary with focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students and, and works to help her peers to come to know and to love Jesus. And the third is becoming a religious sister with the Sisters of Life, where she and her Her fellow sisters spend their life trying to call attention to the horror of legalized abortion and not only work to raise that awareness of this this human genocide, but also provide life-giving alternatives and support to assist mothers and children in crisis. There's no money (laughs) to our fundraising their salaries to be able to do the work that they feel called to do. and one's taking a vow of poverty, so there's no money, there's no fame, there's no notoriety involved in what they're doing. But in their own unique ways, we see glimmers of what loving God and our neighbors can look like. But whatever shape or form it takes for each of us, the point is listening to those, those promptings of the Holy Spirit and responding generously to those opportunities. 
And we do so because, as St. John wrote, we love because he first loved us. When we remember that, then Jesus' command reveals something that's really pretty revolutionary. God asking us to love him this way is because that's how he loves us. The creator of the universe loves you and I with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. That's breathtaking when you think about it. When we allow ourselves to be pursued and found and enraptured by the one who made us, when we respond by obeying his commands and imitating his example, when we open our hearts to receiving his word and opening our hands to receive his body and blood in the Eucharist, we find he's grasping back. So tightly, so much so, one might be able to pick up Jesus' heart beating through us.